the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Senate's nonpartisan rules arbiter dealing a blow to the Democrats' plan for curbing drug prices, but the rest of the economic bill largely intact. Party leaders preparing for the first votes on a package containing many of the president's domestic goals. Former President Donald Trump rallied supporters Friday night in the Badger State. We fought for Wisconsin and we won for Wisconsin. And with a big victory for Republicans this November, we will fight and win for Wisconsin once again and win like never before. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says Beijing should not hold hostage talks on critical global matters after China cut off contacts with Washington, that in retaliation for House Speaker Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. This is SRN News. Hugh Hewitt explains the Democrats' tax deal. But everybody, if they look at this bill objectively, we're paying down $300 billion in... uh, No, they're not. They're not paying down anything. It's a huge tax increase, and they're spending more than they're taking in, and all the deficit reduction occurs beginning in 2027, and of course everything will change by then. They're going to send us into recession, that's how they're going to beat inflation, and you're going to suffer. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot. This is something that you'll never forget. It's the Stand with Israel Tour, November 30th through December 9th. You'll explore over 40 iconic sites, including the Jordan River Valley, Jerusalem, and more. Register today and see the full itinerary at am1280thepatriot.com. Your weather today, thunderstorms at a high of 82. Tomorrow, chance thunderstorms, high of 75. Hour 2 of the Narn with Mitchburg is next right here on The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now... Here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the show that's making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM12A, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotsinthedark.info. And perhaps you've heard, I mean, it's been in all the papers uh, everywhere. Uh, we've got a primary coming up. And under Minnesota's peculiar system, uh, Primaries have extra special importance, especially if you're a Republican. That's not even talking about some of the contested primaries around and about. In Hennepin County in particular, the primary is of exaggerated importance on so many levels. And with us to talk uh, about his need for that exaggerated importance to come through exactly at the right moment this Tuesday, 
Uh, candidate for the the uh, GOP endorsed candidate rather for Hennepin County Attorney Tad Jude joins us. Uh, Mr. Jude, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks for having me on, and uh, thanks for highlighting the primary. It's a uh, it's a primary in August, and we've heard about the primary this last Tuesday in Arizona and Michigan and some of the other states. And the primary in Minnesota does have exaggerated influence this year. Uh, especially in Hennepin County, because we haven't had an open seat for county attorney for 30 years where you haven't had Amy Klobuchar or Mike Freeman in there. And uh, Mike Freeman and Amy Klobuchar have had that seat for 30 years, so it's, in a sense, calcified a bit. Yeah, that's uh, to say the least. Now, we'll talk about the race and the office in just a moment here. But the particular importance here in Hennepin County is, in fact, your ballot position or your, your presence on the ballot is determined by the primary this coming Tuesday. I mean, you, you've got to get into the uh, into the running to get onto the ballot this Tuesday. And this is this is your big opportunity, Tad. You'd explain a little bit of why voters who, in a lot of cases, don't even get why primaries matter, even people who follow polit- uh, politics on talk radio and social media, they don't, they don't get why primaries matter. This one is especially important, and it's especially important for you and for the cause of law and order in Hennepin County. Please explain, uh, Tad Jude. There are seven candidates for county attorney, and this is going to be a wild, wild primary because I believe it's going to be determined by a few votes. You've got six Democrats and one Republican running. And among the six Democrats, you've got uh, one who was the chief public defender for the county who would basically turn the office upside down, turn the criminal justice system completely upside down. You need a prosecutor as county attorney, not a public defender. Right. But that candidate's been endorsed by you and Omar and Keith Ellison. Uh, You've got another candidate. Uh, and all the candidates are starting to sound like they're for law and order now all of a sudden. But you've got another candidate who's majority leader in the Minnesota House. And he is known primarily for getting through the gummy legislation with no one knowing about it. Uh, there was no transparency, uh, no licensure, no taxation. But right. he's running for county attorney. And he basically stopped any carjacking bill from passing this last session. Yeah, uh, there was a, a major attempt by the state Senate to increase penalties for carjacking, and the Minnesota House, with Ryan Winkler as majority leader, stopped that. Yeah, uh, there's another candidate who sounds more law and order, but supports having a different criminal justice system if you're an illegal immigrant than if you're a citizen, and illegal immigrants would get a preference. Uh, they wouldn't be charged with the same type of crime as regular citizens do for the same activity. So, you know, we've got just uh, a plethora of candidates out there. I believe the vote will come down to a few votes uh, one way or the other with seven candidates. The DFL would like to get two of their candidates through. We need to have a conservative candidate at least uh, go through to the general election so voters have a choice. And uh, we're looking for safer neighborhoods, safer streets, safer Hennepin County. Yeah. And the choices that they have, and I put choices in scare quotes here on my end of the microphone here, the choices that voters in Hennepin County uh, have among the the Democrats running for the, the office, and it hardly seems possible, but you have your choice of worse 
than Mike Freeman and much, much worse than Mike Freeman. I mean, in, in, a, in a race where Ryan Winkler may be the same choice, uh, I, and I, that's, that's a real reach. It's a low bar. I mean, this, this is a, a, a field where you are the only genuine choice in this, in this race. And, and I have to hope that the citizens of Hennepin County can figure this out. I mean, you're starting to see some signs that uh, people in Hennepin County, especially the many of the people who traditionally vote DFL uh, and can be taken for granted, are starting to push back just a little bit. What For those of us who are Republicans who live in major cities and are feeling just a little bit like Charlie Brown running at that ball uh, that Lucy's holding one more time, do you see some signs out there on the campaign trail, uh, Tad Jude, that people in Hennepin County are starting to figure it out? You know, I, I really am. I, I mean, if you look at Hispanics, we, we went down the Central Avenue during the Northeast Parade, and I would say about half the audience was uh, was speaking Spanish. Yep. Uh, and uh, and and go down that that line on on the Northeast Parade. People are for law and order. You know, they're for safe neighborhoods. <laughs> and on, certainly on social issues, they're, they're with Republicans more than they're with Democrats. And, um, you know, they, they had a few things, believe it or not, that were very positive about former President Trump uh, to speak of. And we went to the Super Eid, which is a celebration uh, by the Muslim community. Uh, and at the Super Eid, on social issues, the Somali population, who people think are wedded to the DFL because of handouts or whatever, they were with the Republican Party in terms of social issues, and I think are going to be breaking, believe it or not, with Congresswoman Omar. I, I believe they're going to be uh, breaking with Congresswoman Omar uh, in the DFL primary and probably come November, between the Republicans and Democrats uh, in the 5th District. So I I believe there are cracks. Uh, There are absolute cracks. And among hardworking people who've been here for generations, people are looking for normalcy again. And just getting back to a sense where you could go to a Twins game without having somebody being shot and shutting down a street and walking around a body bag. Uh, You know, they want to have a 4th of July where you don't have commercial-grade fireworks aimed from car to car and aimed into apartments. It doesn't seem so... people on the street. Yeah, stuff that didn't seem so abnormal, not even all that terribly long ago. Yeah, when you say... That's the other big race, of course, uh, in Hennepin County, is uh, Don Samuels primarying Ilhan Omar. And obviously his TV ads are playing back to the left. He's got to get the progressives on board with him, but... Uh, when, yeah, when you have the likes of Don Samuels sounding a little bit like Barry Goldwater uh, outside of the TV ads, you know there's something going on up in North Minneapolis. And, and when you see the likes of Ilhan yeah. Omar being booed off the stage at the Somali Independence Day, you got to think there's a little hope out there. So you talk about Oh, absolutely. Go yeah, ahead. There, there are cracks, uh, I, I think. And, and, you know, groups don't vote as groups. I, I mean, Hispanics don't all vote one way. Yeah. Uh, the Somali community doesn't all vote one way. The Hmong community doesn't vote all one way. Uh, individuals study the candidates. Individuals make their own determinations. And uh, a lot of it's based on public safety this year. In fact, I'm finding a lot of 
the candidates for county attorney in Hennepin County are starting to sound like they were law and order, even though their whole careers they've been trying to get lower bail, get rid of bail, uh, support the Freedom Fund. Um, yes. Basically, they've been trying to close down the jail. And uh, now, of course, they're for law and order all of a sudden. Well, that's a you know, piece of work. Yeah, they're a little and, bit led to the table. That, that's what we're, uh, you know, we're uh, looking at. You know, there's a... They're trying to sow a little confusion among the voters in the Hennepin County area, the 5th District, and the 3rd District. We need to have the votes come out of the 3rd District as well as the 5th District. I, I mean, you do have a hot primary going in the 5th District. Yeah. And we need to get votes out of the 3rd District, too, just balance out the county a little bit. And uh, you can't have uh, just the city of Minneapolis determine who Hennepin County officials are going to be. That's the part that I am personally, as a Ramsey County resident, less than aware of. What parts of the 3rd Congressional District are are you dealing with when you're campaigning for Hennepin County, uh, Tad Jude? Well, uh, the 3rd District was redistricted. There had been part of Carver County. Uh, in the third district, that was taken out, put into the sixth district. Okay, but there's a part of Anoka County uh, that's still part of the third district. Okay, but virtually all of Hennepin County is either in the fifth district or the third district, and there are little bits of Anoka County there in both. Okay, uh, both the third district and in the fifth district, and uh, there's a lot of commonality because Anoka County is uh, it's like a funnel. Yep. Uh, it funnels into the uh, Hennepin County in a sense. But, um, you know, it, it's primarily the 3rd District, primarily the 5th District. Uh, there are no big primaries in the 3rd District, but there's a statewide primary, of course, for Attorney General. Right. And that'll draw a few people out. And, uh, and, and I think there's some interest in that, uh, in that primary as well. And that's something, by the way, I want to make sure people in the 3rd District, which is, by the way, pretty much the center of our listener. I mean, our transmitter is in the 3rd Congressional District, uh, the far western part of Hennepin County. We know we have a lot of listeners there. It's easy to turn up your nose at a primary. It's easy to think, I just had a rough weekend. I'm going to, I'm going to take a Tuesday night off at home. It's absolutely essential on a couple of these absolutely vital races that you, the good, solid conservative voter of Western Hennepin County, uh, Hennepin, wherever you are, obviously, uh, but especially if you are in Hennepin County, because uh, you have a couple of vital races to vote for. You have uh, you have this attorney general race uh, for the state of Minnesota, as, as Mr. Jude said, as well as this absolutely uh, pivotal uh, attorney general race in, in Hennepin County here. And and I have to say, uh, Tad Jude, if there's ever a year that you could see someone like this shocking the world, I mean, it would shock the world in a way that Jesse Ventura couldn't possibly comprehend. We're, we're coming up on a break uh, here, uh, Tad Jude. Uh, can we get your campaign website real quick? And then let's go into some details of why people need to turn out and vote for you. Uh, the website is Jude for Hennepin. It's F-O-R. A-U-D-E for Hennepin.com. And I'd encourage people to go there. We need help in every way, but more than anything else, get your friends, neighbors, and family out to vote on Tuesday. Absolutely. It is Tuesday. It is absolutely go time. So when we come back, let's uh, let's take a, a few moments to talk about your campaign and uh, how people can find out more about it and the, the kind of help you need uh, going into this absolute home stretch here. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back.
Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. We have to fix our souls. Our souls are broken in this nation. They could run Michelle Obama. And if they do... Check out the stunning new movie on Salem now. Michelle Obama, 2024. Her real life story and her plan for power. They want you to be afraid of change. Film director Joel Gilbert takes a deep dive into the life of Michelle Obama. From Chicago to Princeton to Martha's Vineyard. It turns out Michelle Obama is not who she pretends to be. Maybe somebody is going to discover that I shouldn't be here. Michelle Obama, 2024. Now playing on SalemNow.com. Fundamentally transforming the United States of America. First Barack, and now Michelle Obama wants to transform America. We're working to change the future of this nation. This new movie has stunning, game-changing revelations from Michelle Obama's past. The film director says only the truth can stop her. Michelle Obama, 2024. Watch the movie on demand or buy the DVD on SalemNow.com. How would you like to redecorate your office or home with beautiful Minnesota photographs for half the regular price? This station is partnered with award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for this special half-price offer. Choose $5,000 of Wayne's iconic images, and you'll pay half price, just $2,500. There's only one of these special redecorating offers available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. That's 651-289-4413. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose, oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Get that rack shack attack, rack shack barbecue. Hey, it's David McKnight, host of the Power of Zero radio show, heard right here every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. on The Patriot. Learn my secrets about retiring successfully, plus strategies designed to pay zero in taxes from my best-selling book, Power of Zero. Investment advisory services offered through POZ Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget our business benefactor program is back on AM twelve A the Patriot. All the details are on AM twelve A the Patriot. Go go to AM twelve A the Patriot dot com. Click on business benefactor. They'll tell you all about it. It's an amazing program, one that you should definitely get yourself involved in. So, speaking of getting involved, we're talking with Tad Jude, who is running for Hennepin County Attorney. Of course, he has a a long history in Minnesota politics, Minnesota State Legislature, Washington County uh, Judge. Uh, We've spent time on that in the past, but we've got today to look at here, uh, Tad Jude. Let's talk about the absolute imperative to Minnesota and to Hennepin County. Uh, to get some change in the Hennepin County Attorney's Office. I mean, it's all around us, 
but the naysayers and the deniers are out there. Riot denialism is rampant in Hennepin County. Uh, what Describe the imperative for someone like yourself to bring some change to criminal justice in Hennepin County, Tad Jude. Well, one of the things we had two years ago was the uh, burning down of the third precinct, and it's still there. It's still burned down. Yeah. It hasn't been rebuilt. It hasn't been replaced. And I don't know of any other city where that's happened. Uh, it's a sad testament to where we are in, in the city of Minneapolis. But we've got a homicide rate that's approaching 100 homicides a year, and they're closing only about 40% of those cases now. In the past, they would close up to 80%. But the number of officers in the city of Minneapolis are down 300. I mean, it's gone from about 825 down to about 525. And uh, they need help. Uh, and and county attorney's office will be there to help, uh, to help law enforcement. Um, we'll make sure that we bring in the best evidence on cases, Look at the facts, look at the evidence, apply the law, and empower the county attorneys to prosecute. And we'll aggressively prosecute carjacking. Um, We'll get stolen and illegal firearms off the streets. And we'll empower victims of violent crime. Uh, Stop, catch, and release. And try to tackle the fentanyl problem. Uh, The fentanyl problem, uh, where you have it coming in from Mexico, manufactured over in China, we're all paying a price for that. And unfortunately, a number of people are dying. And uh, we need to tackle that. We need to tackle the juvenile justice system in, in Hennepin County. We've got some big gaping holes there. Um, and uh, what happened during the pandemic is that they tried to depopulate the county jails. <laughs> yeah. Everybody out of jail. What could go wrong? Yeah, got back. Uh, and, and then, of course, we had the Freedom Fund. And, and the Freedom Fund was out there to get people who were in the riot, supposedly out of jail. Well, they got everybody who was involved in the riot out of jail. And then they started bailing out people who were convicted or charged with rape, uh, charged with violent assaults. And uh, our community has paid a price. Yeah. And we need to stop that type of uh, activity, get people who are dangerous in our community off the streets and populate the jail again appropriately. Uh, charge people appropriately, uh, and that includes low level. Uh, I mean, you know, look what they have the, the metro transit right now. Yeah. Uh, they've had to take out one of the cars on each of the light rail trains so that you have some supervision on the light rail. Yeah. Uh, but you still have needles, you have defecation, and of course you have stabbings and shootings. Families aren't taking it anymore, and, yeah. and you're not even taking it from Terminal 1 to Terminal 2 at the airport. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a sad, sad situation for Metro Transit, and uh, we need to bring back normalcy uh, to our criminal justice system. I'm going to do that. I, I'm going to have our prosecutors look at the facts, look at the evidence, apply the law, and apply it without discrimination toward anybody. It's going to be based on the tax, individual behavior, absolute individual behavior, and that's it. So you're talking with, uh, let's let's just hypothetically say you're out on East Lake Street talking with some of the people who suffered the most during the riots and who are currently suffering the most from the crime, from the people not going to Minneapolis in droves, uh, the, the, the Latino restaurateur, the African-American shop owner, the Indian, uh, Indian immigrant who runs a shop. 
these are people who've likely been voting DFL for decades. How do you make the case to break with decades of behavior, uh, electoral political behavior, and actually breaking away and voting for someone like yourself, Dad June, what's what's the case to be made? Why why would they why would they come out and vote for you? Well, I, I sense from many of those groups, and and of course, people don't vote as a group; right. they vote as individuals. But they're sensing a need for security to be able to drive to the grocery store and to have the grocery store there, yeah, and drive to the park and to have a park they can use, uh, and to be able to drive to church. I have a church that can be open. Uh, they're sensing a need for safety and security. And they have a car. They don't have to worry about carjacking. And unfortunately, in Hennepin County, you've had 20-year-olds and 21-year-olds recruit 14- and 15-year-olds uh, to go out and take a car because they know the system. They know the criminal justice system where they're not going to be held. Yeah. They're going to be released to their parents. The parents want them to be held. Yeah. <laughs> so come to the judge and say, we want to have a consequence. Well, you're going to have a consequence with me. You're yeah. going to have an appropriate consequence. And we're going to have to have institutions in Hennepin County, Ramsey County. You're going to have to have places for young people that need stability in their lives and need an education and need health care and need some guidance. Yeah. And we need that. The jails can't be only populated by the mentally ill. Yeah. Those who are dangerous should be in jail. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, we need to have places for the mentally ill. We need to have places for the juveniles. And, and interv- we don't have them in Hennepin County. We don't, and or Ramsey County either. And that's one thing that we, we do know is that intervening with juveniles before they get completely sucked into the gang lifestyle and then they turn 18 is absolutely vital for keeping them away out of the life of crime that everyone fears. And that so many of them are being drawn, have been drawn into without any resistance whatsoever from, from Hennepin County. Absolutely, Tad Jude. So we got a few minutes remaining uh, in this segment, Tad Jude. Uh, we're, like you said, we are three days away from the primary right now. It is Tuesday. Get out and vote Tuesday for the primary. And we've established it's absolutely essential. If you've never gone to a primary in Hennepin County before and you're a Republican and you're, you're feeling all beaten down by decades of Democrat rule now, more than anything, is the, the chance that, that, that you need. Uh, so, so, Tad, for starters, what, what kind of help do you need uh, other than people getting out voting? Thing, Go ahead. The main thing is just give people out to vote because your vote will count four or five times what it will count for in November. Yeah, it'll mean so much more in August because so few people know about the primary. Yeah. It, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your family, get them out to vote. Uh, and uh, I can tell you there are machines, so to speak. And, and some of them are in the city of Minneapolis. That's turn out to vote. <laughs> they turn out to vote. And we need, they have normal, everyday, hardworking, mainstream Hennepin County residents get out and vote, <laughs> yeah. and that makes a huge difference. Uh, just make, and of course, we need financial help. You can go to our website. Uh, you can volunteer uh, for a yard sign. Uh, you can contribute. Uh, go to Jude for Hennepin. I'm honored to have Tom Heffelfinger, former U.S. Attorney for Minnesota, wow. as co-chair of the campaign. Rich Stanek, former sheriff in Hennepin County, co-chair of the campaign. And uh, they know 
that we need safer streets. And that's why we're doing this. We're doing this to have a safer neighborhood and a safer Hennepin County. Tom Heffelfinger has to be just screaming into the void every night as he watches what happens, what's been happening in Hennepin County lately. I can see why he's on board with your campaign, Dad Jude here, and uh, Rich Stanick likewise. Uh, boy, if you if you if 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 you've never missed Rich Stanick as sheriff, uh, boy, this last year should have changed that. Am I right, Dad Jude? <laughs> you know, there is uh, buyer's remorse on the sheriff's office. <laughs> had a sheriff for a while. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a, a sad situation in Hennepin County, uh, but we've had a, a county attorney office that's uh, essentially been uh, COVID sheriff Freeman for 30 years and a sheriff that's disappeared. Yeah. Uh, he's clear. Uh, we have no sheriff right now in Hennepin County. You, you've got a great one over in Ramsey, of course, but uh, in Hennepin, we, uh, we're really lacking in that area. We, we need rich back. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully we can work on that at some point in the near future. So one more time, uh, Tad Jude, you're running for Hennepin County attorney. You are the one candidate on the ballot that is not uh, painting a thin scrim of law and order over a career of catch, release, uh, revoke bail, or sorry, not revoke bail, uh, fail, uh, abolish bail and so forth. You are the solitary actual law and order candidate. You were you were law and order before it was cool. So the imperative is get yourself out to vote. Get your kids over the age of 18 out to vote for Tad Jude. Uh, your, get your get your relatives, get your get your co-workers out. Am I missing anyone, Tad Jude? Well, um, if you go to the cemetery, I think you might be in another party. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Friends, neighbors, relatives, get everybody out. Your shopkeeper, the people at the gas station that you go to. I mean, we, we cannot stress this enough. This is the time. I, I get it. I live in St. Paul. I feel beat down by 30 years of, of banging my head against the DFL. This is the time. I feel a little bit like Kurt Russell in the locker room scene of Miracle. But uh, that, now is the time, really, that we have to get out and make this happen. Tad Jude, the website, one more time. It's Jude for Hennepin. I will be impelling all of my relatives in Hennepin County to get out and do the right thing. Tad Jude, best of luck. God bless. And here's hoping we uh, talk. <laughs> we have the wherewithal to talk with you and again before November and uh, hopefully an election that will genuinely shock the world. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Mitch. Absolutely. Tad Jude running for Hennepin County Attorney. When we come back, oh, yeah, the fun is just beginning. Don't go anywhere. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face -face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. 
At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Gorka's thoughts on midterms. I'm waiting for the mostly peaceful protests to break out again. The playbook is always the same, isn't it? It always is. But do you really think this will be the platform for the Democrats? Because it's hard to think of what they can point at in the last 15 months that is something to be proud of. Joe Biden sent sent out a tweet and he was talking about how bad the economy was when he took over and because of him and his policies that we now have the most, in quotes, robust recovery ever in American history, never mind the almost 10% inflation, six, $7 gas in a lot of parts of the country, supply chain breakages all over the place. And this guy's on Twitter literally talking about how great it all is. Simply visit am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Hosts and search for the topics that matter most to you. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World, Northern Alliance Radio Network. i the headliner edition, Mitch Berg. Don't forget Jack Tomzak, the new guy, coming up at the top of the hour, 3 o'clock, uh, showing us where more of the bodies are buried in Minnesota politics. And let's not forget Brad Carlson, uh, the closer, back off of uh, assignment on Mon- uh, to Mo- Monday. What am, I, what am I thinking about Monday already? Tomorrow from 1 to 3 here on AM 12A, The Patriot. Of course, King ba- uh, Banyan back next Saturday morning. 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It's the whole Northern Alliance. You you know us. Stay around. We, we got much more to come here. So uh, one of the things I've been telling people uh, about one of the key issues that's popped up in recent weeks has come back to, well, bite conservatives a little bit, potentially bite liberals a little more, and perhaps most importantly, well, reinforce my point uh, this uh, last month, I hard to believe I was I was reliably informed last uh, month that a quote activist end quote Supreme Court had banned all abortions. So this just cannot be uh, a referendum uh, to repeal Kansas's constitutional protection of abortion failed and failed badly. We're not we're not talking California or New Jersey here. We're talking Kansas, one of the most conservative states in the country. And and my response to this why. It's almost as if the Dobbs decision requires pro-choicers to do what us Second Amendment people have had to do for 50 years now. Go out and convince voters one at a time and elect legislators that will vote one at a time to create a cultural push of in favor of, well, whatever your, your desired result is, whether it's killing babies or protecting them throughout all nine months. And that's what we've seen this past week in Kansas, the, the move 
to strike uh, the abortion protection from the Kansas Constitution fell short by about 20 points. It wasn't even close. And uh, Rinesh Panuro at the National Review uh, sums it up really well. He, he says, and I quote, the result is bad news, but supporters of the abortion license are, are giddily overreading it. Uh, remember what I said in 2018? Democrats, if they can't overreach, they will. Uh, back to Panuro. The instant line is that the result shows that the backlash to Dobbs will be powerful this November. And it's true that the referendum appears to have driven turnout in the state. This suggests to me that a few potential advantages for pro-abortion Democrats this fall. Uh, They can do very well in places where pro-life referenda on the ballot, especially one that can be presented as effectively banning all abortion without exceptions for pregnancies resulting from rape or maybe uh, health of the mother. uh, Or perhaps on the uh, where legislators on the verge of such uh, an overrule. Will it be as successful in turning out the vote in many places where the conditions aren't that president? Tuesday night's result in Kansas uh, will yield Democratic confidence about the answer to the question. It could turn out to be overconfidence. And finally, says Renish uh, Pernuro, I, I even in Kansas, I think pro-lifers ought to come back uh, in a few years with another ballot initiative, this one establishing a gestational limit on abortion at 15 weeks, for example. There's no reason pro-lifers should take this deeply disappointing vote as the last word uh, anywhere. And, and indeed, they, they should not, because I'll tell you this much. And we'll get to some numbers in a moment here that uh, may bring you back from the ledge if that's where you're headed right now at the news of the of the results in Kansas. This is a primary. This is a primary vote with with not a whole lot on the ballot in Kansas other than the abortion legislation. And the Republicans who voted were like perhaps a lot more Republicans than the audience at this station, uh, that the audience at Salem in general would like to admit. But A good chunk of the American public is kind of in between on abortion. And by the way, guess what? They're kind of in between on just about every other issue. Hardly any Americans are purely conservative or purely progressive or purely pro-life or purely anti-life for that matter. You're going to find, as Ben Shapiro said earlier this week, probably 20 percent of the American public who are pro-life, be all, end all, that is it. They, they they will not support abortion outside of perhaps uh, to protect the life of the mother uh, or arguably in the case of rape. And and by the way, those are less than one percent of all abortions. The 90 other 99 percent are elective. They are after the fact co- contraception in the vast majority of cases. And by the way, most of the abortion laws that went into effect after the uh, Dobbs verdict protected abortion in the case uh, of genuine medical need. And by the way, the ectopic pregnancy canard, the idea that abortion bans would prevent surgery to remove an ectopic pregnancy, a pregnancy that embeds in the fallopian tubes, which is never and can never be a viable pregnancy and will endanger the life of the mother. That is a complete lie. And when you hear people talking about that uh, around the water cooler, assuming you're in an office that talks about abortion policy around the water cooler, you need to tell them that. That is just a complete, toxic, cynical lie. However, fact is most Americans, regardless of their party, are somewhere in between. Roughly 20% of Americans are, to some degree, very pro-life, including, I suspect, the vast majority of the people listening to the sound of my voice right now. And the 100% majority of the people producing my voice right now. That's a fact. And roughly, I don't know, 10 to 15 percent of Americans support abortion 
any time, up to 40 weeks, maybe even beyond, if you recall the uh, law that was proposed in Virginia before the uh, last gubernatorial elections, which allow parents to let uh, (laughs) infants die after birth. I mean, birth is not the end of the abortion debate for a good 10 to 15 percent of the American people. But the other 70 percent are somewhere in the middle. And you can look to places like Europe, where where they've had this battle for decades, and they came down somewhere in the middle, uh, somewhere actually more restrictive than most U.S. states were before Roe v. Wade. The vast majority of countries in Europe have restrictions on abortion to, say, before 12 weeks of gestation. In fact, the Netherlands is the only country in on the European continent, or the U.K. for that matter, that allows as much abortion as late in the term as Mississippi did before the Dobbs verdict. I mean, that's how out of whack America is with Western Europe. For those of you who pay attention to how things do, how people do things in Western Europe. By the way, Eastern Europe, even more restrictive. Most of Eastern Europe, for example, Poland, Croatia, I think Bulgaria, allow no abortion whatsoever. It's just outside of the occasional medical emergency. But the other 70% is somewhere in the middle. And I have a hunch it was those 70% that came out in Kansas and said, you know, we don't necessarily want to have the 20% of the pro-lifers in the Kansas uh, Kansas state legislature write the law. That's not saying we want the 10% of the uh, abortion on demand up to and after delivery uh, to write the law either. Let's just stick with the status quo and duke it out uh, on, on the specifics. Which is, I'm going to suggest to you, probably not a sign of a whole lot of people who are going to come out in, uh, in Kansas this fall and throw away all of the other problems in this country and vote purely on abortion. Which, by the way, is what the pro-infanticide movement is trying to tell itself right now, that this is a, a, a massive uh, seismic change in the vote in red Kansas towards abortion because of abortion. And... There's a lot of reason to believe that that's absolutely not the case. For starters, yes, 70% of America is more or le- most likely more or less moderate on this. Uh, another f- uh, series of facts, though, brought uh, to my attention by Rob Dorr from the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus on social media, who points out in his private capacity, not uh, as a spokesman for the, uh, the caucus, in Kansas, 450,000 Republicans voted in the gubernatorial primary. But there are only 375,000 votes to affirm no state constitutional right to an abortion. And there were only 277,000 votes in the Democratic, uh, Democratic gubernatorial primary, which is a sign of two things. Number one, uh, the, the Republican turnout was just enough to drag I mean, well, not just drag the, the, the amendment across or the, uh, the measure across. I mean, it won by a decisive margin. But do you notice those turnout numbers? When you have a not quite two to one, let's call it better than three to two turnout in the primary, you're talking a Republican Party that is (laughs) chomping at the bit to get at the polls. When you see primary turnout numbers like that with a partisan difference like that, you can bet that there's going to be a lot of Republicans coming back to the polls this November, and they're not going to be out there to defend abortion. Uh, that was interesting right there. There were only 277,000 votes in the Democratic Party all uh, on the Democratic poll altogether. And 
it was the Republicans that made uh, made the difference, clearly. But uh, the, the the big left and big media is trying to put this out there as a crucial win for uh, for the DF for the Democrats, not just on abortion, but had, had, as a way of reversing their fortunes. In fact, uh, this could very I think is very easily a, a case of reverse bandwagon effect, telling people that something is going to happen, so they come out and make it happen. Uh, we've seen it in the media. In fact, one in particular I saw this uh, this last week is a fellow named Michael Bischloss, who's a blue check on Twitter. He comment, He's a commentator on uh, CNN for some reason. God only knows why. But he tweeted this past week, although FDR in 1936's election did not explicitly run against the Supreme Court for striking down parts of his New Deal, he interpreted his landslide re-election victory in part as voters rebuked to a reactionary court that was out of the mainstream. Could happen this fall. And, you know, let's not get cocky. It's possible that Mr. Beschloss is right. Abortion and abortion alone could uh, pile uh, votes up uh, and, and blunt the conservative wave. But what if it doesn't? What if the exact opposite happens? What if the, the red wave actually happens? Will that be a referendum on people's attitudes about the Supreme Court? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save Mr. Beschloss's comment for November 9th. And uh, perhaps uh, very likely get back to him about that. We'll we'll talk more about that in about uh, 89 days here. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Is God calling you to share your educational gifts in a faith-infused environment? Teaching at Epiphany Catholic School is an opportunity to inspire children to use their talents to serve God. A chance to help form young people to make an impact in this world. If you're a Catholic teacher who truly desires to shape young minds to reach their fullest potential through a Catholic worldview, Epiphany Catholic School would like to meet you. At Epiphany, Christ isn't an afterthought, but the center of the school. We are a growing Catholic preschool through 8th grade school near Minneapolis. We're searching for Catholic teachers who understand that teaching children isn't just a job. It's a calling to inspire students to become true and good. For more information about joining Epiphany Catholic School's teaching team, visit epiphanymn.org and look under the resource tab for job postings. That's epiphanymn.org. Epiphany Catholic School, forming saints and citizens for this world and the next. Visit epiphanymn.org. Hi, John Wichko here. As the owner of Advantage Auto Glass, I want to thank you for supporting our local family-owned business. In fact, we've grown because of you. So we've hired more certified technicians so we can serve more Minnesotans. I want to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed now. You've put it off long enough. We'll even come to your home or work anywhere in the metro to save you time. Advantage Auto Glass has an A-plus rating with the BBB, and we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. You get that distinction with over 20 years of experience. Tell your insurance agent that you want to work with Advantage Autoglass, or better yet, give us a call and we'll handle all the paperwork with no out-of-pocket costs to you. Every windshield we install is backed by a lifetime warranty. Just call Advantage Autoglass today and we'll take care of everything. And don't forget, you can always schedule your appointment at our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. ReplaceMyWindshield.com.
What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Welcome back, Twin Cities and Worlds, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Final segment of the show. Uh, for another few minutes, and then Jack Tomczak joins us after the news at the top of the hour. Stay tuned for that. Hey, don't forget my band Elephant in the Room. Our Summer Thunder tour continues as we continue through, I believe it is uh, the fourth of ten gigs in nine weekends, and our bye weekend was last week, and we are going to be busy coming up in this next few weeks. Uh, This coming Friday, August 12th, we're going to be at the Fridley American Legion, one of our favorite of many favorite clubs. We we absolutely rock that place. And uh, thanks to you and the audience who come out to see us every time out there. It is going to be a blast. We have a gig in an undisclosed uh, location way up north uh, on Saturday, August 20th. And then Friday, August 26th, we are back to the Roseville Legion in Roseville, the Rosetown American Legion up on County Road C between Victoria and Dale. We had a blast there uh, last weekend. And uh, Saturday, September 3rd, the Saturday of Memorial Day. Hopefully, you're all going to be back from the lake from that uh, for that. And you'll be able to join us at Neeson's in Savage, which is, again, uh, one of our favorite places. I mean, they're all our favorite places. Nice thing about Neeson's is you look and feel like a rock star playing there. So we're looking forward to seeing you at any or all of those gigs, especially this coming Friday, Fridley Legion. We always have an absolute riot playing there. Not literally. Everyone's very peaceful. It's all not mostly peaceful, totally peaceful. We just have a blast. Uh, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Uh, as we mentioned in the last segment, the Democrats are pending, uh, pinning their hopes on one thing. Well, really two things. This past segment that we talked about one thing, abortion, uh, this idea, I think, and I think it's to a certain extent whistling past the graveyard, but there's there, there's some sense that the Democrats are, are trying to trying to tell themselves that uh, going long on abortion is going to get them uh, out of the, the doldrums of the economy and foreign policy and, uh, and, and COVID, the COVID hangover is having uh, for Democrats around the country. Well, that's our job to make sure that doesn't happen. But there's one other thing that they can do, that they do do, in fact, that maybe it will have results this fall. We know it's had results here in the past. Uh, looking at a piece by uh, Charles Helu at National Review this past week, uh, in the wake, and I quote, of Representative uh, Peter Myers' loss to the Trump-endorsed John Gibbs in Tuesday's uh, Michigan uh, Republican House primary, some have tried to give Democrats cover for meddling in the race, but that meddling uh, did succeed in turning the race towards Gibbs, whom the Democrats believe their nominee, Hillary Scholten, can beat more easily. The first of the disingenuous arguments trying to absolve Democrats of their role in the election's outcome is that the TV ad on which they spent $435,000 was critical of Gibbs. Now, true, the overall tone of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee's ad is negative, but we have to keep in mind its intended audience. It called Gibbs, and I quote, 
too conservative for West Michigan, saying he was, quote, handpicked by Trump to run for Congress after working in his administration and calling Trump, quote, the greatest president, end quote. It also warned that he would uh, pursue policies similar to Trump's, including being tough on illegal immigration and pushing patriotic education. Now, I like a lot, I'm jumping away from Hila's argument here, pointing out, yeah, I'm a Republican who supports Trump, supported Trump on a lot of his policies during his term in office, did not support the stolen election claims, at least not exactly as he puts them out there. Uh, But for a Republican base that has a much rosier view of the former president, as Peter Hila says it, gives his prescriptions on all those issues combined with his devotion to Trump, make a pretty fine cocktail, so the DCCC ad was targeted not at Democrats, but at Republican voters. Helu points out another argument is that uh, has been that of culpability. People have been emphasized the fact that Republican voters were the ones who made the final decision to elect Gibbs. As Helu pointed out in his piece yesterday, uh, earlier this week in National Review, this critique is correct. Gibbs won because people voted for him. Voters have a responsibility to do their research and choose their best candidate. Well, that's all true. However, we are seeing this in races all over the country. We saw it in Arizona. We saw it in Peter Meyer's race in Michigan. And let's be honest, we've seen this in Minnesota to our everlasting detriment. Let nobody forget what happened in Minnesota in 2010, where you had the Tea Party wave rising up like, like no Republican wave I've seen in, in, since 1980, 1994, perhaps. And before that, 1980, in my lifetime, certainly the biggest conservative wave I'd seen since 1984. And it was huge. And the Republicans stood, well, indeed, they did gain quite a bit. They swept the House and Senate in Minnesota for the first time in living memory since the Great Depression, I believe. But not the governor's office. And why was that? Well, I mean, there was a huge, well-paid, lavishly funded ad campaign painting Tom Emmer as the angry Republican, which, good Lord, I mean, any Republican who shows any spirit gets painted as angry. Nothing new there. But he was no angrier than any other any other candidate in any typical political race. I know Tom. He's a good guy. No angrier than, than I am, for crying out loud. Uh, it certainly had some emotion compared to Mark Dayton, who was in a medicated fog his whole eight, eight years of office. And there was a there was a social campaign uh, trying to tie Tom Emmer to opposing gay marriage or same sex marriage, which most Republicans did, and, and and some still still may. But what really tipped the election, which by the way, no, no one forget, was decided by eight thousand votes, was the presence of a third candidate. Tom Horner, who was an Arnie Carlson. Well, he was a Republican, in quotes, an Arnie Carlson, Dave Durenberger era, 1970s style, quote, independent Republican. And if you run into him on social media right now, he, he does sound a lot like Arnie Carlson. I mean, a Democrat in Republicans clothing, like a lot of Minnesota Democrats did. Like a lot of national, I'm sorry, like a lot of Minnesota Republicans did up until, I don't know, the, the 1990s, perhaps early 2000s. But what Tom Horner, by the way, who, if memory serves, was funded by an awful lot of Democrat money. What he did was something Mark Dayton's messaging machine could not do. 
swerve centrist, moderate, wishy-washy Republican votes away from Tom Emmer. The final margin in that election was 8,000 votes. And had Tom uh, Horner not been in that race, those votes, the vast majority of those votes, certainly enough to sway the election, would have most likely gone to the Republican, the, excuse me, real Republican Tom Emmer. So, and we would have had at least one term, most likely two solid terms of Republican governance, perhaps leading on to a third. I mean, it worked for the Democrats. It could just as easily work for us. So when people say, look at what is happening in places like Arizona, in Michigan, in places where the Democrats are pouring money into who they consider to be the weaker Republican candidates, which, by the way, uh, shows them to be disingenuous liars about their so-called respect for democracy, because let's not forget, they are pushing the people who they say supported an insurrection. So they're spending money to elect people who they claim oppose democracy. This is the lunacy we face, which is why we'd love to have you. Thank you all for tuning in today. God bless you all. God bless America. nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees but there's a new bill in congress that could stop the music if passed this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love text local to 52886 and ask congress to support local radio stations help us keep you connected to the music local news weather and traffic that you need each day this message furnished by the national association of broadcasters Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Are you tired of looking at your chipped oil-stained garage floor every time the door opens? You need to talk with the folks at The Coating Crew. These guys can transform your garage or utility floor concrete into an extension of your home. Imagine matching your floor to your sweet summer ride or showing off your team colors. The Coating Crew has a wide variety of colors to match the most eclectic tastes in man cave decor. 
These guys take the time to properly prep the floor, repair cracks and pits, and then the magic begins, and all in just one day. This attention to detail sets them apart from the competition. It's a given that their crews are trained and certified to create your long and lasting oasis. Since 1999, the coating crew has been providing superior products and exceptional customer service. Contact CodingCrew.com. Reclaim the value and space of your old garage floor. Schedule a free quote at CodingCrew.com and tell them Dennis sent you. CodingCrew.com. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. It's a look at today's most compelling stories and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily. And it's available to you at no cost. Go to DaybreakInsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's DaybreakInsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's DaybreakInsider.com. AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.